reaching Israel and the world and the world. Shalom and God bless you, Yedidim. Yedidim is the Hebrew word for beloved ones. Welcome today to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Cynthia Marjorie, my love, one of the things that's so beautiful when we begin to meditate on prayer is the fact that we're never alone, regardless of where we are in time and space, we're not alone. We can always connect with the Lord. Yes, it is so important. I think I've shared in the past, but I had a, a vision or an experience that the Lord gave me one time, and it was where I was in outer darkness. It only lasted a, a split second, but what impacted me was it, it felt like it was an experience of hell, like the Lord gave me a one second experience of being in hell. And I remember what struck me about it was feeling alone. It was that I had no connection all around my body there was no connection with any person whatsoever and no relationship and it was utter darkness and that's to me what the lord said that's hell and he says i'm the opposite mm. of that i'm the opposite of outer darkness and being alone and that's what he wants each one of us to experience i believe that's what we're entering into in prayer is the communion, the relationship of life in Yeshua. Beloved, this is the third part in a series that I'm calling Authentic Prayer. This truly is coming right from the heart. I really want to ask you if you're hungry for the Lord and have a sense that this series could help you, make the effort to go back if you haven't already and view the first two episodes. You can either see them on television through the various networks or on YouTube. What is authentic prayer? I've covered so far the basis of authentic prayer. It's so different than from what many people think prayer is. A lot of times when people think prayer, automatically their, their head goes to religion. But prayer is not about religion. It really, it's, you know, it's, I don't even like talking about those two words in the same sentence because God's not about religion. God created you and I in his own image so that we could walk with him, so that he could have a relationship with you and I. We were created to know God. We were created to experience his glory and to love him back. And that's really what prayer is. Prayer is about creating that connection between our creator and ourselves so that we can live in our destiny. The Bible tells us that eye is not seen and ear is not heard and never has it even entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him, for those that are called according to his purpose. And what are these mysteries that the Spirit is talking about? The greatest of the mysteries is simply knowing God. We're talking about authentic prayer. Jesus said, this is eternal life. Now think about this. We have been called to receive eternal life. That's the gift of God. To as many as believed him, to then he gave the, the gift of eternal life. But what is eternal life? Jesus said in the Gospel of John, this is eternal life, that they would know God 
and Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, Yeshua of Nazareth, whom the Father sent. And so prayer is all about entering into a state, if you will, of knowing God in our deepest kishkas. It's like a kishkas is like a, it's a Yiddish word. It means our, 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 the deepest of our inside. The goal of prayer is to know God. We can pray about a lot of things and we should talk to God about everything. But if we're really living in the type of mindset that God wants for us, our greatest prayer is gonna to be to know him. Jesus said, this is eternal life, to know God and Jesus, Yeshua of Nazareth, whom the Father sent. You see, part of authentic prayer is being first of all concerned, beloved one, with what God wants for you rather than what you want for yourself. If you and I are ever gonna be satisfied and you can be satisfied because Jesus said that if we would yield to him, if we would submit to his mastery in our life, his spirit within us would become like a well of living water springing up to eternal life so that we would hunger and thirst no more. Yeshua said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. You and I can be satisfied. Jesus said, I have come to give life and to give it more abundantly. But the challenge for many that are naming the name of Jesus is that they're looking for this abundant life. They're looking for this satisfaction that Jesus spoke of by asking God to add to their life the things of the world. But the Bible says all that's in the world, everything that we see is not from the world, it's not from the Father, but it's from the world. For all that's in the world, the scripture says, the lust of the eyes, you know, everything that we see, you know, oh, I want that. Oh, I want that. I want that. We see it, we want it. But the Bible says, all that's in the world, the lust of the eyes, those things that we see that we want, the lust of the flesh, food, sex, the boastful pride of life, we want to be somebody in the world. The Bible says, all those things, they're not from the Father, they're from the world. See, what God has for you and I is at a totally different level. It comes from way down deep. It comes from knowing Father, knowing that security of relationship with Him, knowing who you are to Him, knowing that you're loved. It's building this relationship so that you don't feel alone anymore. So the goal of our prayer should not be religious language and somehow learning how to pray like some religious technician. It's not about memorized prayers. The goal of our prayer should first of all be, beloved one, that we would know God. This is what the whole purpose is, that we would be conformed to the image of His Son. And what is the purpose of the Son? The Son existed for the Father. Remember, Jesus said, I have food that you don't know about. My food is to do the will of him who sent me. So when we speak about uh, uh, authentic prayer, we, we have to understand that 
if we want to move into the deep places in our prayer experience with the Lord, we have to let go of wanting so much and praying so much about those things that we desire that are from the world. And we need to instead be asking ourselves, Father, what, what do you want from me? What's your desire for my life? Where do you want to connect with me? What do I need to forsake? What do I need to let go of? How can I enter into a deeper place with you so that I can fulfill your purpose for my life? Authentic prayer happens when we transition from just asking for, from the Father the things that we want that are from the world to instead say, Father, I want the deeper things. I want to enter into a reality that the world can't take away. I want to lay a hold of you so that when I get old and my hairs are gray, my leaf will not wither, that I'll have joy even in my old age because my joy won't be dependent on the world or my status in the world. It'll be dependent on the relationship that I have forged with you, on connecting with you in the deeper realm. Remember when Jesus taught us to pray, he said, pray in this way. And of course, we know the Lord's Prayer, but how did Yeshua end the Lord's Prayer? And how did he begin the Lord's Prayer? He said, to pray in this way, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He made the prayer when he taught us how to pray. Listen, he made it all about the Father's will. Pray in this way, hallowed be thy name. That's where he began, our Father that art in heaven, right? Holy is your name. He was first of all focused on the Father, on the holiness of the Father, on being pleasing to the Father. He wasn't looking to the Father to first just meet his personal needs. He was first of all concerned about the glory of the Father. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, some of you, this might not be of interest to you. And if it's not, it's possibly because you're not connected to the Lord in the right way. But for those of us that hear that deeper heartbeat of the Father, I trust that the words that I'm speaking are resonating with your soul. The scripture says, why are you searching for me in cisterns that hold no water and you've forsaken the fountain of living water? Of course, the Lord is speaking of himself as the fountain of living water. Remember the woman at the well, she said to Jesus, how are you gonna get some water out of the well? The well is deep, she said to him. And you don't have anything to get down there and draw the water out with. And what did Yeshua say? He said, woman, if you knew who was speaking to you, you right now, you would ask and I would give you rivers of living water. This is what our heartbeat is in prayer, beloved, to receive the river of life so that our heart won't grow cold and so that our leaves will never diminish. That will be like a tree planted by rivers of living water. Authentic prayer is about questing after the real things. I mean, I'm so thankful the Lord has blessed me in so many ways, but I promise you this before the Lord, I never w walked or, or looked for or desired or pursued the outer things first. My quest has been to know God, to have victory in his spirit. And so authentic prayer is about desiring the things that God desires for you. 
rather than coming to him simply for him to fill in the missing blanks in your life, those things that you think are needs, which oftentimes are just temporary fleshly things that the world has to offer. Shalom Uvracha, peace and blessings. Beloved, in today's Hebrew moment, I want to share with you one of my favorite Hebrew phrases. It's pronounced like this, Be'ezrat Hashem. Be'ezrat Hashem. It means with God's help. Do you remember the story of Moses when the Lord called him to deliver his people out of Egypt? And Moses said to the Lord, if you don't go with me, I'm not going. Moses knew that if he was going to go and be successful, he needed to know that God was with him. He needed God's help. And I don't know about you, but every day I feel like that. I feel like if I don't have the Lord going with me, I'm surely going to fail and fall on my face. And so I love the phrase, Be'ezrat Hashem, with God's help. Let's say it together. I'll let you repeat it after me. Be'ezrat Hashem. So one more time, we'll say it together. Be'ezrat Hashem, with God's help. Well, beloved, together, you and I, each and every day, 24-7, are relying on the help of Hashem. And with God's help, we're going to be fruitful and prosperous and have impact in the earth for His glory. Be'ezrat. Hashem. We've been called to be salt and light to the world, but Rabbi cannot share the truths from God's Word without help from you. Would you pray and consider donating or becoming a monthly partner with Rabbi as he ministers principles from God's Word through television, the internet, and on-the-ground outreaches, equipping the body of Christ, building the church, and evangelizing the world. Call 800-777-7835 or visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Join those who have said yes to the calling. Help Rabbi build God's kingdom through the global outreaches of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Call today or visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. So what we did last time, we turned to Psalm 51 as an example of authentic prayer. And of course, Psalm 51 was written by David. We call him David Melech, the King of Israel. And David wrote Psalm 51 after he had sinned with Bathsheba and ordered the death of her husband. And David began his prayer in Psalm 51 by asking the God of grace to blot out his sin, his transgression, in his compassion. And this is where we begin in prayer. We first have to repent. We have to realize that we are in need of mercy. You see, authentic prayer, beloved one, begins with a humble heart. Paul realized that he was a sinner saved by grace. Paul realized that he was still striving in his life to overcome evil. Paul wrote in the book of Romans, I find that evil dwells in me, Paul said, the one that wishes to do good. He said, God, who's going to help me? And then he said, thanks be to God that gives us the victory. We come to the Lord looking for mercy with a humble heart. We don't come before him proud with some kind of religious spirit. 
Some people, when they pray, you know, they, they pray sometimes to be seen in front of other people praying. That's what Jesus accused the Pharisees of. He said, you guys, you know, you say these long religious prayers. You think God's gonna respond because of your many words. You do everything to be noticed by men. Some of us don't realize that when we're in church or we're praying with Christian friends that when we're praying, we're really not praying out of a humble heart before a fa the Father of grace. What we're really focused on is how religious and sanctified do we sound to the people around us that are listening to us pray. We gotta, we gotta separate ourselves from that demonic, defiled mindset. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. We don't do what we do to be noticed by men. Authentic prayer requires a humble heart. You know, it's interesting. I think about in the tabernacle, remember in the book of Exodus, where the Lord told Moses, he said, I want you to build me this tabernacle. In Hebrew, it was called the Mishkan. It was the place where God met his people. And the Lord told Moses, now I want you to build me this Mishkan. I want you to build me this tabernacle because I desire to meet with you there. I wanna dwell with you. So the Mishkan gives us insight into where we can meet God and how we can uh, allow God to dwell with us. And then the Lord told Moses, now you need to build this tabernacle, the Lord said, exactly according to the pattern that I show you. So every piece of the tabernacle, which later became the temple in Jerusalem, it was the tabernacle when they were in the wilderness moving towards the promised land. It was a temporary structure that they picked up and carried whenever they moved. But when they finally entered into Israel, the place of their destination, then they took the pattern that God gave Moses that they built the tabernacle out of and they transferred it into building a permanent temple there, applying the same principle and the same furnishings that were in the tabernacle. So all of it was through a divine blueprint and it all means something. And so the Lord said, Moses, I want you to build it exactly according to the pattern that I show you. And what happened was when you entered the tabernacle and when you entered that holy place in the temple, you entered a room and in that room, it was completely cut off. It was completely concealed with animal skin. So there was no wind that was able to enter the room. It was completely cut off from the natural world. The only light in the room was through a seven-tiered menorah candle that was continually burning, symbolizing the Holy Spirit, that we must live not by the natural light of the sun, but by the supernatural light of the Holy Spirit. There was no natural light in the tabernacle. There was only the supernatural light from the menorah. But also in the tabernacle, which is the point that I was driving towards, also in that tabernacle, in that holy place, beloved, was an altar of incense. And the Bible tells us that the incense represents the prayers of the saints. So let me back up again because I know I'm speaking many words. Inside the holy place, within the tabernacle, there was an altar of incense that continually was burning. And the scripture tells us that that incense that was burning in that meeting place where God met his people, the tabernacle, the Mishkan, that incense represents the prayers of God's saints 
And remember what I said a moment ago, and there was no natural wind that could get in because it was completely covered with animal skins, which means that as that incense was burning, the smoke ascended straight up because there was no wind. Like if I lit incense where I'm at right now outside, the smoke of that incense would not go straight up because there's wind blowing here. It would go out to the side. It would go with the direction of the wind. But in the tabernacle, the smoke went straight up. It ascended right to Hashem, right to Father God. What's my point? True authentic prayer, beloved one, ascends straight up to God. Unfortunately, many of those that name Jesus when they pray, their prayer is not ascending straight up to God. It's blowing to the side towards the people next to them because they're more focused on impressing the people next to them. They're more focused on making a good religious impression on the person standing beside them than they are with actually talking to God. And that type of prayer, beloved, has to stop. If we wanna be heard by the Lord in such a way that he responds with joy to our prayer, if we want to move his heart, we need to be humble. We need to recognize we're standing in his presence and we need to talk to him, not trying to impress other people. David in Psalm number 51, he started his prayer with a humble heart. And so he began saying, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Blot out my transgressions and remove my sin from me for I know that you're a compassionate God. And then David went on to ask God to wash him Paul, like I said earlier, he realized that he was still dealing with the principle of evil inside him. Paul said in Romans, he said, I find within myself that evil dwells in me, Paul said. I'm wanting to do good. I agree with God, and yet I find that there's still evil in me. And so David continues his prayer and he said, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know, David said, my transgression and my sin is ever before me against you and you only I have sinned. Today, beloved, let's take a moment. Let's humble ourselves before the Lord. When the two sinners went to pray, the one, when the, when the Pharisee, I should say, and the sinner prayed next to each other, the Pharisee congratulated himself. He said, Lord, I thank you that I'm not like one of these sinners. We all know the story. The sinner said, Lord, forgive me a sinner. Father God, in Yeshua's name, I confess on behalf of all those that are in agreement with the truth right now, Father, we're sinners. Thank you for your loving us. Thank you for your compassion. Father, we ask you now to wash us and to cleanse us thoroughly and completely of our sin. Father, thank you for making us blameless in your presence. And thank you for washing us by your word through the regenerating power of the Ruach HaKodesh. That's Hebrew for thank you very much to everyone that is supporting this ministry so that we can continue to teach and preach the Word of God 
all around the globe. I want you to know those of you that are sowing into this ministry, we receive testimonies every single week. I mean, hundreds of testimonies from people that are telling us that they felt like they heard the word of the Lord for the first time. People that are coming to salvation, people that were falling, that got lifted up by the power and encouragement that's in God's word. And it's because of you that are sowing financially into this ministry that all those people are being helped. If you're being blessed by this ministry and you believe that can bless other people, I wanna ask you to just open your heart to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And if he's prompting you to sow an offering to the Lord through this ministry, I just wanna encourage you to be obedient. And I wanna thank you once again from the bottom of my heart for making it possible for God's kingdom to spread through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Or to give by credit card, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have honored God with our finances while living, but have we considered how we can honor the Lord with our finances when we pass on? For more information, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. In the beginning, man's relationship with God was unhindered. But today, despite all of our knowledge and our understanding, we live in a planet full of hunger, sorrow, and disease. And it seems our prayers often go unanswered. In the key to answered prayer, Rabbi Kurt Schneider uncovers the theme of key prayers in the Old and New Testaments, teaching you how to pray with confidence. Rediscover how to connect with God and have your prayers answered. Get your copy today. Call 800-777-7835 or visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. In the book of Numbers chapter 6, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, when you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them receive the impartation of the Lord's blessings. Yahweh Vayishmarecha Yair Yahweh Panavelecha Vihunecha the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up by his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. 
Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. Next time on Discovering the Jewish Jesus, learn how you can be cleansed from the inside out as Rabbi uncovers prayer's gateway into God's deeper reality.